0: This is the 31st episode of FintechFlow and I'm really happy and honored to talk about innovation in insurance with Bruno Scaroni, who is director of Group Strategy and Innovation at Generali. It is really interesting to see how a big insurance company sees its future and the directions it should navigate itself. This episode is brought to you by the Digital Insurance Agenda, the best-run insurance-related conference I have ever experienced. Welcome to Fintech Flow, where we deep dive into the depth and complexity of successful startups, sit down with bright Fintech minds, and bridge
1: together the gap in mindset between the legacy players and today's innovators. With 10 years' experience as a manager in the financial sector, MIT certified Fintech expert Linda Scharlai is prepared to put it all in play and to follow the flow.
0: I'm very thrilled to have Bruno Scaroni here on Fintech Flow today. Bruno, welcome to Fintech Flow.
1: Thank you, Linda. I'm privileged and honored to be with you.
0: Thanks, can I ask you to introduce yourself?
1: Well, surely. Um, I'm um, an Italian professional that has been working in the insurance industry for the last 15 years. I was a consultant to start with, so uh, with McKinsey I was uh, running engagements in the banking and insurance business. Then I joined Zurich, um, in Zurich, so in its headquarters, for three years. And then I got deployed over to Italy where Zurich had an operation to turn around for the following two years. And um, in 2013, I joined Generali uh, as head of distribution, whilst uh, we were uh, merging three companies in Italy with five distribution networks.
0: Wow, interesting times, I guess. uh, It's
1: been an incredible privilege to uh, have the role of... uh, onboarding those agents uh, into the new Generali world and to embrace the logo, as well as the IT platforms and the offering of Generali. Uh, I've done that job for uh, two years and luckily it went well, so agents were onboarded. And then I moved over to Europe Assistance Italy, which is the biggest insurance um, product factory of uh, Europe Assistance in Europe. Uh, I was CEO there for uh, three years and um, Since July 2017 I got back to Generali in the head office running strategy for the group, uh, running business development and partnerships and running the internal say project team that uh, delivers the strategy implementation so anything that relates to walking your talk uh, belongs to uh, my daily activity and concerns. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I also heard today at the DIA that uh, you have a new strategy as yes. the General group where innovation plays a key role. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little more about that?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, precisely one year ago, on the 21st of November 2018, which is a great coincidence, uh, we launched uh, uh, the new plan, which is a three-year plan. Uh, that beyond numbers and targets, because you always need to commit on numbers and targets with financial markets, it sets a new path for Generali uh, that goes beyond the three-year time horizon. And uh, if we can sum it up in a couple of words, what we want to pursue is a lifetime partnership with our customers. Um, What does that mean? It means that insurers have always been perceived as pure reimbursers, payers of claims, that need to sort of overcome the premium that people have been pouring year on year to insurance. Now, this is not the way we want the insurance business to be in the future. We want to be companions to our customers. We want to provide them help and support beyond pure monetary reimbursements uh, during the entire life. That's why we talk about lifetime partner. Mm-hmm. Also, take into account that Generali is primarily a life company rather right, than a PNC company. Although we run both businesses everywhere. Uh, And we want to be available to our customers on a 24-7 basis, which is something that still needs to be fully implemented in our industry. Our agents are always available, but they cannot be sleepless. They need to (laughs) take some rest. And we have a number of channels that can interact with customers more efficiently um, uh, than, than pure physical meetings. So the innovation part in our plan is critical because it needs to digitize and allow the 24/7 concept in our agency forces. But it also needs to include technologies, the new ones that we all have uh, observed emerging over the last few years into our entire value chain to make it more effective as a value proposition to our customers and more efficient also to our shareholders. And this is referring of course to the cost base. When you introduce automation, when you introduce RPA, you're basically running on behind the scenes kind of like activities compared to what the customer perceives. So they are more geared towards efficiency rather than effectiveness.
0: Yeah, seamless experience, that's what we want to give to them. Yeah, you mentioned that generally is more focusing, a little bit more focusing maybe on the life side or life and health. And we have an ongoing dispute, I think, for decades maybe, if life insurance could be sold digitally. What is your opinion on that?
1: Well, let me give you the institutional answer first. And that (laughs) is that we do run some direct business across Europe and some of these uh, businesses are geared towards life Uh, not people not that many people know but in uh, Germany so here as we are in Munich we have uh, Cosmos Direct as one of the subsidiaries of Generali which is the market leader in term life insurance being uh, provided digitally so I think that there is space for some pooling kind of mechanism on life insurance but take into account that we talk about term life which is protection. It's not savings, it's not investment. I guess that on that specific part of the business, and then we talk about health, you really need advice. And by advice, I mean someone that would guide you through your needs and tailor the solution around what really matters to you and to your family. So I still believe that uh, life insurance is a uh, uh, push business. Then of course, Rob Advisory, which is something that you've been uh, hearing today. Uh, both in terms of advisory to the customer, as well as robo for advisory, i.e. the advisory to the agent or distributor, distributor, sorry, uh, then these are surely elements of new technologies being embedded in our value chain, but they do not change the game. You would still need someone to assess your needs and understand what really works for you rather than you being the one that goes on the internet and finds the proper savings or investment solution that fits your needs. I I don't see that happening, at least in the short term.
0: So is my understanding correct that, uh, in your view, life insurance will uh, be a business which is sold by person to person, but you would like to utilize technology enabled to help serve the customer better and help serve the agent better?
1: Absolutely. This is in the scope of uh, how you provide information to people, but it's also uh, in the scope of how you monitor performances over time. And I think that in that regard, that digital is giving us a lot of opportunity to to, uh, improve the way we serve our customers. Uh, You see, life insurance uh, is uh, a uh, very, very specific business to be run in Europe over the next few years, because given the low interest rates we are in, uh, it might become unsustainable in the ways and uh, uh, shapes it has been provided uh, in the past, especially with high guarantees, uh, time technical you know, interest rates, uh, year on year. Uh, we think that uh, Generali is the continental European leader in terms of size and reach, and so we really feel a commitment around how to provide life sustainable products to our customers. The sustainability of savings is key. Providing people certainties around how they can save for their retirement phase, for making sure that their family gets a living even without them, or uh, how to make sure that they use their money at best in order to take the gains that the financial markets can provide. This is a matter of sustainability. It's a matter of how you really give value to society in addition to the state-owned systems that are running pretty much all over the place in europe thanks god because this is the way europe is uh, shaped also in terms of uh, moral um, say um, role that the state should be playing with individuals but it cannot be the only source for uh, trust and for uh, certainty and protection for people so i think that more and more insurers will become Uh, a key actor in providing sustainability of uh, savings and investment to Europeans.
0: And what do you think is the key in providing sustainable investment, for instance pension investment, for a client uh, in today's world, where, as you mentioned, the interest rates doesn't let uh, much uh, room to play with?
1: Well, let me take it from another angle. I think that from a regulation standpoint, the PEP, so the pension product on a pan-European basis is a very good move uh, ahead for the entire industry across Europe because it provides solutions that are across country and, and cross-border. And maybe there are not that many people that will switch country in their professional lives so, so much at this stage, but it will become more and more mainstream in the future. And I think that, that in that respect, the EU has moved forward effectively to give us some say uh, steering on where to go um, i also feel though that uh, uh, as insurance we need to make sure that we provide compelling and transparent products to our customers and year on year we make checks on whether these products are actually fitting their needs so it's a lifetime life cycle kind of pattern that we need to follow and in that regard one of my uh, key uh say uh, sessions uh, is around how to provide the accumulation opportunities let me be c- clear at um, least try at some point when your policy expires you want either a lump sum back or an annuity back which is surely reassuring because eventually it's a uh, provision of income and it might replace your uh, uh, wage since maybe you have just retired but it cannot cover for some specific critical events on uh, disease management, on illness, on loss of autonomy. So if we could provide people with some decumulation offering, whereby instead of giving them a whole lump sum, we're able to extend protection and coverages in the case of critical illness, in the case of loss of autonomy. I think that this gives far more value to the customer than, than extra money, that is being generated over time through the um, uh, the investments that have been made on the premium that have been poured by the client. If we can make this happen, I think that we're also providing good contribution on social level.
0: That's a way of being a lifetime partner, I
1: guess. We're trying to go in that direction, for sure.
0: As far as I know, you also have a little bit bigger budget on innovating than I do at CIG Pannonia, Hungary. So uh, you have a billion euros, right, on innovation?
1: Yes, over the next three years.
0: Over the next three years. Can you help me? What will be the focuses? or What's the method you're trying to innovate? Is it open innovation? How are you planning to spend it wisely?
1: Well, let me say what we don't do first. We do not invest in companies that might be partners to us. We've done it in the past with somewhat skewed uh, um, successes. Uh, So we thought that this is not the way forward. Many times when you invest in a company, you constrain it uh, you want it to work just with you. And hence you cut the ties that they might have uh, with other actors in this industry that would eventually be for them opportunities to grow and learn. Uh, It's like as if you were killing a baby in the cradle, right? If you do so, Uh, this is a strong image, so take it as a a pure analogy. Now, uh, what we want to do is to be very open to innovation, both on the internal side, understanding where our people see innovation, because most of the times innovation happens at the periphery, happens where customers are met, where problems are eventually solved. And also by monitoring what is happening in places like Dia, and in uh, incubators and and hubs, sorry, where we are uh, uh, locally very important. Uh, Munich, Germany is our second country, Milan, uh, Paris, France is our third country, Eastern Europe is all in all, it's sum of countries, but it's very important for Generali. So in those places, we participate in these incubators. We are founders of these initiatives and we try to uh, catch innovation as well as talents uh, early in time so that we can exploit uh, these opportunities at internal level. Now, you talk about our budgets. Uh, uh, Surely one billion is over a three-year period a big sum, but you have to take into account the size of Generali. Generali is a big company present in 50 countries. Uh, It's easy to split this money into many different streams that will eventually do not make scale. So our priority is uh, one, to make sure that our networks, physical networks, become digital and 24-7 available allowing a multi-channel approach to our customers and secondly embed technology in all the value chain so that we can go back to your effectiveness and an efficiency kind of improvement programs make sure that we do deliver that Um, it is something that has to match scale though so my biggest obsession again uh, beyond the one that I was telling you uh, beforehand around the communication is around how you can really prove something at local level conceptualize some kind of pilot but then making sure that these investments are made available for other countries and for other realities of the general group because this is the value of being a group and this is especially important for uh, smaller entities rather than bigger entities. Uh, in some countries we have uh, entities that are 100 million euros of GWP I'm not saying that they are small, but they can surely not compete against countries in which we run 20 billion operations.
0: Yeah, it's good you mentioned that because actually I wanted to ask you about local innovations. I'm from Hungary, but I think it is typical in the CEU regions that insurtech startups are suffering a little bit because they have insurance companies who are subsidiaries of a mother company where there is not much local innovation going on. So are you saying that in general there's going to be room for innovation or also locally country by country?
1: That's what we try to accomplish. We do not want to um, cut the wings and the feathers of our uh, colleagues at local level. Actually, we want them to spread them. So, they are perfectly available to uh, look into innovation, to uh, uh, spend their own budgets and to uh, make sure that they invest in their own companies. Our business is still a local business. They need to have a second thought in their mind, which is, if I'm doing this in Hungary, if I'm doing this in Czech Republic, in Slovakia, in you name it, am I doing something that would eventually be a benefit for the group because we can copy paste it elsewhere? And whenever this happens, they get also full support and endorsement also at central level. And we try very hard to make sure that what they test is showcased at group level. As a matter of fact, in uh, 10 days we're going to be in Tel Aviv for a full week of uh, innovation scouting uh, with the Israeli incubation and ecosystem. And uh, one of the uh, novelties that we will launch is the Lifetime Partner Award. We've been uh, making eight awards around how we are enacting the Lifetime Partner model on technology, on uh, distribution, uh, on claims. And we've been uh, asking countries to candidate themselves, so to set forward their uh, programs, so that we could uh, assess them and see which ones were more, more promising to us. And great. so this is going to be the prize for a number of these colleagues that will join us in Tel Aviv uh,
0: on uh, at the beginning of December. Great, great! Thanks for being here on Fintech Flow podcast. If people would like to find out more about you where can they find you LinkedIn Twitter is it something that you use
1: uh, <laughs> Despite my age uh, <laughs> I'm not that uh, digital
0: You uh, work in digitizing a company I, I right work
1: in digitizing Okay a company but I'm not that vocal on uh, hmm. on social Okay uh, because um, I think that you always have to take into account that there's a blurred line between what you say on a personal level and what you say at a corporal level. And uh, given my role, I need to be very careful of my corporate projection rather right, than my personal one. So, you see me talking whenever there's some institutional message that needs to be conveyed by Generali, and I'm happy to be the bearer of those messages. I'm not the one that will be vocal on a personal note, but that's also character, okay. I guess.
0: So they should just listen to Fintech Flow podcast. Uh, that's, that's
1: one. And I'm happy to take any other podcast that you want me to invite me on. Uh, but also be, uh, be mindful of what Generali uh, uh, provides and posts because most of this is uh, behind the scenes work of my team and myself also.
0: Great. Thanks for being with us thank today. Thank you, Linda. It's been a pleasure. And thank you for listening. If you liked the episode, please give us a review. Until next time, stay tuned and follow the flow.